Hello, welcome to Comic Book Junto's special one-shot movie review for Marvel Cinematic Universe 22nd movie in the Infinity Saga, Avengers Endgame. I'm your host, Octavius A. Newman, and I'm here, well, and I am also a geek coach philosopher, don't forget that. You know, I'm so shaken up here. I don't even know what I'm doing. And I'm here with my co-host, Adam. I'm just going to go straight with Jay Tetris. Mm, Adam is going to go back to the beginning, mm. all the way back to the cave where this all started. That's right. Now, this, is a, this is a back to business. Adam J. Tetris. Cyclical. We're just trying to uh, pay tribute to where we came from. You know, our humble our modest beginnings. Because this podcast has been around for 11 years. I was thinking as I, I heard you do the intro, you said Marvel's 22nd movie. And I said, it was a lot longer than 20 seconds, Octavius. And then it clicked. Uh, I was like, ah. Oh, uh, oh, uh, 22nd John. Uh, similar to you, my brain is stuck on this movie, which means periodically throughout the day after I saw the film and today... I've just like cease function from time to time because mm. all I can think about is spoiler redacted. And uh, yes. yeah, my brain is occupied with Endgame, but we have reached that time. Correct. It's been 11 years of comic book Junto cinematic universe. That's right. The CBJCU. Yes. All started in that cave and here we are. That's right. We're That's in right. the Endgame now. We are. Internet, we are about to talk about Avengers Endgame. We are going to spoil Avengers Endgame. That's right. Internet. Internet. Listen, come here. Come here. Come close. Lean in. Listen to this. There is going to be spoilers on this episode. I say again, there will be spoilers for the three plus hour movie called Avengers Endgame. Mm -hmm. If you have not seen Avengers Endgame, do not, do not, do not, do not listen to this podcast. If you've never listened to me before, listen to me today. Mm-hmm. Do not listen to this podcast if you have not seen Avengers Endgame. Spoilers, 22 times, 11 years spoilers. You've been warned. Please love yourself, respect yourself, honor yourself, give yourself the ability to watch this movie first and get everything that the 11 years and 22 movies has for you. Mm. Get the movie in your system, then come back and listen to this. Mm-hmm. Because we finna spoil it. Yeah, yeah. Look, you you know what this is about. And if you care about this movie, if you care about this event, you're probably not listening to this review right now if you haven't seen the movie. Right. If you've seen the movie, we're glad to have you here. Mm-hmm. You are one of us. Finally, we can commune. I, I don't know about you, Octavius, but I've been like chomping at the bit mm. to speak to someone. We got to catch the press screening on Tuesday afternoon mm-hmm. from 12 p.m. to 3 p.m. No mm-hmm. lie. Mm-hmm. And got nobody to speak to. That's right. But finally, here we are. But I think it is right to just put up the wall immediately. First things first. We put up that wall. We'll put that shield around the earth. Yes. As Tony wanted to do. Yes. And uh, keep all the spoilers out. So if you come up over that wall, you know what this is. Mm -hmm. All right. So we're putting it up. Three, two, one. Spoilers. It's your fault. If you're here, it's because you want to be here and you know what time it is. Mm -hmm. You're on the other end of this spoiler wall. And it's the end game now. That is right. Yes. That is right. We are going to talk about the only Marvel Cinematic Universe movie that might be longer than a comic book Junto episode. That's it. 181 minutes 
of finale. We had the record until the Russo brothers came along. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah. That's right. We were doing fine until the Russo brothers came along. Uh, yeah, man. It, this is an event like nothing else. Mm-hmm. Like literally like mm-hmm. nothing else. I think it's a movie that uh, should be taken as its own thing. It's sort of created its own thing. Hmm. We talked about this when we did our one shot for Infinity War. And we've brought it up along the way since then. But Infinity War was unlike a movie it was an event and this is part two of that event mm-hmm. and this is closure this is conclusion where do we begin well we normally do gut reactions i think that's a good place to start mm-hmm. um but let's just do a quick recap let's read a little review recap thingy let's see what mdv is talking about um, so we have, after the devastating events of Avengers Infinity War 2018, the universe is in ruins. With the help of remaining allies, the Avengers assemble once more in order to undo Thanos' actions and restore order to the universe. Okay. That's the general gist. Fair enough. General that's that's gist. the That's the plot. That's what we're dealing with is the table setting going into this movie. But what we all know, what you and I know, is we are wrapping up 11 years and 22 movies worth of content. Mm-hmm. We are, we're taking all of that mm-hmm. and we're wrapping it up. So it's not just, you know, Infinity War needs to conclude. We know the snapture happened, the mm-hmm. snapping. Mm-hmm. We, we need to know where those things are. But we're also saying goodbye to a few players because if you know, you know, some of these contracts are not getting renewed mm-hmm. and Marvel is going to be entering into a new untold space. Yes. We, we literally don't know what's coming after this. Right. Far from, you know. Homecoming. Sp- Spider-Man, far from home. Excuse me, far from home. And uh, and that means, yeah, we got to finish the story, but we also need to, we got to wrap it up. Mm-hmm. Wrap it all up. Mm-hmm. How the hell are they supposed to do that? Now, I have a thought about what we, how we can attack this. Okay. Before we get into our gut reactions, maybe we get into our preparation. Yeah, okay. So I had a, a specific way that I prepared for this movie. And I'll lay out my way and you can lay out what you did. What do you think? I like it. So I started out by... When I found out when I was going to go see this movie, I decided I was going to watch all of the Marvel Cinematic Universe in chronological order. Yeah. Okay? And that started with Captain America, the first Avenger, mm-hmm. and it ended with Avengers Infinity War the day before, and then I went to go see Endgame. Point of order, uh, the chronological order that you're talking about mm-hmm. is within the plot of the movies, mm-hmm. as opposed to release. Correct. Okay. Right. So- the order in which things happened in the long-term story. I will say, worth it. Definitely worth it, specifically in watching the movie that we just watched. Yeah, I bet you picked up on a a lot of things that, uh, I mean, honestly, I might have missed it. I might have missed a couple of details, especially with this movie in particular. Yes. And now that we're over on the other side of the wall, let me just say, you know, this movie revisits, very literally Mm -hmm. revisits Every single movie in the MCU. Yes. All of them. Yes. So there had to have been a lot of details. Like, who wait, who would that? What was that? And right. Or lines that were spoken that might have gone right over my head. Mm. Yeah. And you had a different experience. Yeah. It's like, so in watching the movies in chronological order, I can say that it's almost like I'd never watched that movie before. 
Mm. And when I say that movie, it's like I never watched that show before. I never read that run before. It's a completely different experience. Yeah. I had seen all these movies before, but because I had never seen them in the context of issue one, issue two, issue three, all the way to issue 22 that I watched, read yeah. on Tuesday, it's a completely different experience of watching the movies like I was reading issues of comic books. Yeah. So when I read Cap, when I read, when I watched Captain America: First Avenger, and then I go to Captain Marvel, I go, oh, I see the connection. Mm-hmm. And then I go to Iron Man one, then I go to Iron Man two, and I go, oh, okay, like I can follow the Tesseract. Yeah. I can follow the Power Stone. I can follow the Space Stone. I can follow. And the other thing that I recognize is I'm following relationships. Mm. Mm-hmm. which was a huge payoff in this movie. I'm following arguments, mm-hmm. debates, opinions, tone of voice, yeah. references. There's one reference where Tony Stark in the movie, we already know, he's like, I said I wanted to put a suit of, sooner, suit of armor around the entire world. And you said, and I'm like, I know exactly what he's talking about. That's right. I remember that interaction. It's not like I said that and he's referencing something that didn't happen. Right. That's in a movie I just watched. Yeah, literally, that, that happened. That, and that I discussion. literally, yeah, and he goes, and you said we'd do it together and you weren't there. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, yeah. I completely understand what this beef is between these two people. Yeah. So it's almost like I never, I feel like I never watched it before yeah. until I watched it like this. I can understand that. Yeah. I, I didn't have that same lengthy, comprehensive preparation. I watched... I watched one a day, by the way. I didn't binge it. That's yeah. Well, I mean, God. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I, kind of person could that. But I, I, I watched... Mind you, there are people that were going to for a huge marathon with like blankets and yeah, sleeping bags really? and theaters. Yes. Oh, See, I... I I think that's cool and it's exciting and it's weird, but I also know on sleep-deprived brain, I won't even be able to appreciate, let alone catch, all the details. So if it all culminates with Endgame, my brain will be fried by that point. It it doesn't amount. It doesn't add up. What I did is I watched Infinity War on Sunday, the Sunday before I saw Mm -hmm. Endgame. I also just opted to watch Homecoming because I haven't seen it in a little while. Mm-hmm. And I watched Spider-Verse because it's, it is not, not part of the MCU. It's great. But it's excellent. <laughs> and uh, I I had Infinity War you know, on the tip of my tongue and I could remember some of those things. And I, I think I had seen a couple of the other movies in no particular order. They were fresh enough, but mm-hmm. I didn't have that same experience you did. That said, watching Endgame still felt deeply satisfying Mm -hmm. because there were a lot of things that I was reminded of, even if I haven't experienced them Mm. in months, years, even. Right. Right. Um, And Endgame was like that. Endgame Endgame had this really interesting payoff that I did not expect, which was actually revisiting those moments. Quite literally, Mm -hmm. going back in time... And revisiting those moments and yes. seeing what happened from a different angle yes. and exploring those things. And it, it felt like such a treat because it knows exactly what it's doing. Mm. It's it's with you, the viewer, watching the history that we've all experienced together yeah. from another vantage, asking questions. Well, what happened if we uh, turn this piece around this mm-hmm. way? And, mm-hmm. and what happens if this happened instead of that? Yeah. And you get to relive those experiences, the nostalgia of those experiences. But it was functional, too, because there was a mission, right? You got to get those stones and take them elsewhere. Mm-hmm. I, that, that was something that was surprising because as part of my preparation, I, I tried to turn my brain off 
from theories. Mm. Because what I've done in the past with TV shows, and I'm coming up on the finale of Breaking Bad or mm. something like that. Right, True Detective. True Detective, perfect example. In the past, I work overdrive. I, I participate in subreddits and online communication and conversations at the, the, the coffee shop. And we're all thinking about, I think it's going to be like this. Well, I think it's going to mm. be like... And while that is a lot of fun to provide dialogue and just chat with friends and bullshit... The problem that I would have time and time again is I would either think that I got too clever and my theory was better than the one they did, mm-hmm. or I nailed it or someone did, and then I just watched exactly what my brain had already figured out, processed. Yeah. So I, I was deliberately trying to stay away from mm-hmm. those spaces and those mm-hmm. conversations mm-hmm. because I wanted the movie to serve up something brand new that I hadn't even tried to trifle with. Right. And it did. Right. It did. Mm-hmm. Like in spades. Yes. That was that was my prep. Yeah. I also, as those of you who are, you know, been with us for a while know, but those of you that are new may not know, no trailers other than that first trailer. Blackout Congregation. Blackout. Stayed black the entire time. How difficult was that? Not hard for me. No? Not, well, no, 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 no. Excuse me. I think there's a part of it that was like, the, the way I responded was like, of course. You know what I mean? Sure. Of course I didn't watch anything. It's kind of like, did you, did you, you know, slap the person, like slap the mailman in the face today? Of course not. You know what <laughs> I mean? Why like, would I do what, why would I do that? It's the same attitude. It's like, against my religion. Of I'm cor- blackout country. Yeah, of course I didn't watch any trailers. What do you mean? Yeah. Of course not. But I, there, what, we, we have a group text, and in our group text, we were all talking about how many different forms of media were trying to tell us about, hey, and it's like, all right. Cereal boxes. I'm gonna watch the movie. That's got right. the I got tickets. I'm solid. I don't need it. That's right. But I mean, the radio tried to get me. Uh my buddy Ken, yeah. a cereal box tried to get him. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> tried to get me makes it sound like the devil. They tried to get yeah. me. <laughs> the devil thought he had me. Get behind me, spoiler. That's right. That's funny. Not in this house. That's funny. Yeah, man. Uh what else? Um, you know, I was at Shake Shack. Minding my business, having a burger, mm. relaxing. I look up. Tony Stark said, "No, no, no, no! Don't show me Tony Stark on the Tony TV." Tony Stark was in line at the show. Yes, show? and he was telling everybody about what happened in Endgame. Damn! And I was like, "How dare you, sir?" Oh, no, man. I looked up on the screen and I saw Tony Stark, and I was like, "No, I don't want to." I hear they spent two hundred some million dollars on marketing for no this doubt. movie. You know what I mean? No so doubt. they went out of their way. And from what I understand, they're already breaking records. Mm-hmm. So, But I was able to avoid all spoilers. I even had a, uh, a buddy of mine who's like, oh, did I tell you my theory? I was like, I'm hanging up the phone. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear your theory. No, no, it's just a theory. I don't want to hear your theory. Yeah. He's like, well, I got to tell somebody. I'm like, well, tell your wife. Call your, your mom. Yeah, call your, <laughs> you know what I mean? Talk to your dog about it. I don't want to know what it is. Tell your therapist. And I really think that this was one of those situations where, like I said on the pod, on the pod before, like I just want it to be something I couldn't think of. Yeah, I just want it to be something that wasn't just, you know what the conclusion is? Captain Marvel just came in and just punched Thanos in the chin, yeah. and that was it. And boy, they gave me what I wanted. I will say, gut reaction, when I came out of that theater, I was like, wow. That slow clap. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I was just like, bravo. Yeah. You t- want to talk about sticking the landing? Yeah. 
a 22-year trick, I mean, a 22-movie trick, an 11-year trick, yeah. and you thunk, pose. Tens. Like, yeah. I have never seen, never experienced something where I was like, wow. Yeah. Bullseye. You know what's funny? It has all the resources in the world. Mm-hmm. Mega corporation, Disney Marvel. Yes. It's got more money than God. It's like, it is, there is more going on with this movie and these companies and the players who craft this mm-hmm. than anybody. But at the same time, it has everything going against it because there is no reason why it should be very good. It has, it has all of the hype. Years of people talking about what could be. All this, all this audience fanfare, all the the fan base talking about what they want to see, mm-hmm. and knowing full well what they don't want to see, right? And you have the Russos and an extremely talented, huge team of people making this film. Mm-hmm. A lot of visions, a lot of voices, a lot of people, part of this, a lot of hands, a lot of people in this kitchen. It has no business being this genuinely, emotionally satisfying. Because yes. I was thinking this whole time, I was like, I would never expect this from a huge company that is really just trying to make sure they satisfy the stakeholders. They're just know, trying we, to sell lunchboxes. Yeah, we're just going to try to sell lunchboxes. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, and, and as it was playing out, there's this weird thing. There's like an internal battle in me. Like the cynic is like, no, they're not going to pull this off. And then the other part of me, the comic book fan, this doe-eyed little kid mm-hmm. who every time I saw something that made me move, mm-hmm. literally made me move. I felt like a child, mm-hmm. like getting up from my seat. Mm-hmm. I wanted to like clap somebody. I'm just, you know, I had to move. The, Ken, the said he almost, he said, Ken said he almost threw his water bottle at the screen. Yeah, I thought Ken was going <laughs> to sock me in the face. Yeah, and it, and it, it's, it's interesting. After I got out of the, the movie and we, we walk out and we grab our phones and, you know, there's that time where we would talk to one another. Mm-hmm. I had a feeling that resonated with me, but in a really surprising way. I remember feeling the same way walking out of Endgame. I remember feeling after I got out of a relationship with a girl that I, I was still friends with. Mm. And both of us had just laid our cards on the table and we said, we had a good time. We enjoyed each other's company, but this is the end of the road for us. And we both know that. And we cry together and we enjoy each other's company. And then we say, this is it. All right, thank you. Mm -hmm. And we part ways. And my eyes were bleary like that. My heart felt like that. My brain had this kind of just like, what just happened, man? Mm -hmm. I'm happy. Mm -hmm. But I'm also a little bit devastated because it's like letting go. Mm. And it's got to go. And I know I can't stop it. Yeah, and I also know I can't stop it. Quite literally, it's going to be back. Marvel going to be printing that money come 2019. Come people have babies every day. That's right, and they all need lunchboxes. That's and right, pajamas. <laughs> we're yeah, going to need thermoses, <laughs> exactly, and action figures, and, and backpacks, plushies, and all of that. And uh, and and I just I was a little beside myself with how emotional I felt. Mm. I really was. Yeah. Because I kept thinking, eh, that ain't right. <laughs> Did I just get brainwashed? Like, I I can't believe how emotional I was. And yeah. all in, for what it's worth, all in a really positive wrapping. Mm-hmm. Really positive. It is very hard to end things. Yeah. It's very hard Let to Let alone end. in a satisfying way. Yeah. And like, the range of emotions that I experienced. It's like, you know, people say... Don't be afraid. 
don't be afraid. It's like, well, I believe that God gave you fear as a, as a, it's, it's, it's there in a positive way, in a negative way. But there's some things you want to avoid. Like, don't be sad. Don't be sad. Mm. It's like, well, sadness is an important feeling. It it has a place. Mm -hmm. And the range of emotions that I went through in this movie and the roller coaster of emotions that I went through in this movie, it was emotionally affecting to a point where I was kind of, at the end, I was just kind of (sighs) like, you know, like, okay, okay. A little overwhelmed. Yeah, and just kind of sitting there going, and, you know, interestingly enough, there was no mid-credit stinger. None. There was no end credit stinger. Zero. All there was was almost a totem of where the movie, the, the whole series started. Mm-hmm. Even in that, even in us being trained to wait, they're like, we know you're waiting. It's almost like I know as we're walking away from each other, you're looking over your shoulder to see if I'm looking at you. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm, I love you. And you can always have, you know, the memories, mm-hmm. but I'm gone. We're done. You know, we're done. And as the movie ends, and I was like, I hear this cling, cling. And I'm like, what is that? Is that someone making a new hammer? I was like, that's Tony in the cave. Banging away on that first suit of armor. And I was like, get me out of this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't take this. That is Marvel's version of wind chimes, right? Yeah. Like, oh, that was my spirit moving through. Yeah, I can't. I can't do it. it I, so it is funny the way we talk about it. Like it was a relationship, mm-hmm. and it felt like that. As, it, but the as thing a, is, as it a is. fan, as a patron, it, it is. It is. And I think the strength of this movie is that the movie, the filmmakers know that it was a relationship. Twenty-two year or twenty-two films going, eleven years going, and they uh, rightfully so focus the film itself around the characters relationships Mm. Mm. because i think surprisingly the movie maybe two-thirds or longer is just about all of the heroes thinking about what do they do with themselves now Mm. and how do i live with myself knowing that we failed and the people that I miss, and the people that I let down. And if I'm a hero, and my purpose is to save folks, to what if, rescue. What if I didn't do it? What if I didn't do it? Who am I now? And we all have to sit with them and think about that. You know, I, I the first time I think I started welling up was when Steve Rogers was sitting with a support group mm. five years after mm-hmm. the incident. And I kept thinking, hey, that's what Steve would do. Mm. He would find the way he could be a hero. Mm-hmm. You know, he he would find the people who do need him. Right. And he would perform optimism because he knows that's what people do. That's the sacrifice now. Yeah. That he's not being genuine to how he feels and what he wants, but he knows what people need him for. And it's interesting that in that part of the movie, while they're talking about this, this thing that didn't really happen, mm-hmm. there's a part of it that you can relate to in kind of going, I tried to move forward and we see one of the Russo brothers who's playing one of the characters who's talking about what it was like afterwards and how he went on this date and how, you know, the man he went on a date with cried when the salad showed up. Yeah. And he cried before the check came. Before dessert. And it was just like, I know they're talking about a thing that didn't happen, but with all of the difficult things that we are going through in the world that we live in currently, I know people like that. Yeah. I have felt like that in my own way. Someone passes away. Yeah. You lose a job. 
you know, we have these devastating things that are happening in the world, these catastrophic events, people are getting killed and shot. Like, yeah, Thanos didn't come and snap half the earth away, but there's an aspect of what this movie is doing is going, I know how you feel. Yeah. And Captain America, this character who's not real, we understand that there's a certain part of this that you need Captain America, not just throw a shield, but you do need this heroic character to go, but you jumped. Yeah. But you did it. Mm-hmm. And that's what's important. And there's a part of that that's like, I did do it, didn't I? Yeah. You know, I did. Tr- and again, what we started coming in, we joke about, we've been around for 22 years, but what we started coming book Junto for in the beginning was, we want to show that these stories are worthy of your time. Yeah. They matter. And if we can talk about this like philosophically, if we can work through these things in a way that create value and worth, then people can see what we see and experience what we experience and mm-hmm. understand how this cartoon guy with an American flag costume somehow affects me yeah. and encourages me to move forward and go, okay. And that moment was one of the moments where you're like, yeah, okay, all right, I see. Right, this, this can give me the encouragement to leave this thing and go move forward and do the next thing. Yeah. This movie really wisely has tons of fan service, tons of Easter eggs and and loads of nostalgia, but, but it it has a a human core. Mm -hmm. It has a human core and it lets the superheroes, these, these people be people Mm -hmm. and be affected when they mourn their friends and their peers and their allies and their failures and even doubt themselves. But just know, you know, the duty that we have, the the thing that we must do, because we are the chosen few who are capable, is we have to try, even though mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think it's going to work out. Right. And I was very moved and stunned by the way that the movie frames how it all begins and unfolds. When all of our heroes get together and they say, guess what? The gauntlet has been used. And yeah. we know where it is. Yeah. And we send a team over to where it is, and we find Thanos. And Thor hacks his head off. Hmm. That's it. And does that bring satisfaction? <laughs> Hell no. Bro, like you, you know, the storytelling and the and the ability to to like relate to the different characters that they're showing in these movies. These aren't guys that are just punching each other in the face, though. There is punching. Oh, loads of it. And we enjoy it very much. But the part of this movie that I think that helped us get to the punching part is like they took the time over all these years to develop these characters Mm -hmm. individually so you know them as people Mm -hmm. and they also recognize a part that we talk about in comic books junto a lot is like you know but what do you do when it doesn't go your way Mm -hmm. you know because you can't just punch your way out of everything no and i think thor was a great Relatable character, but also good comic relief Yeah, in the situation where we send this team out to wherever the heck Thanos is. Mm-hmm. We see Thanos is broken, beat up. It's like the gauntlet's basically melted on his hand. Yeah, his face is like bust up. You know what I mean? His yeah. arm is like... He makes it a point to state, I, I destroyed the stones and it nearly killed me. Yeah. Me, Thanos, nearly killed me, nearly took me down. But that's it. I'm inevitable. I'm. That's it. That's what I'm here for, and I did it. And, they, you know, these heroes want some catharsis, and they don't know how to get it. So Thor acts out, and then we have to observe the, the, the repercussions of Thor 
<laughs> what? Achieving the mission? Killing the bad guy? In but, his mind, in his heart, he's like, I did it. But what he recognized is like, you did it. You acted out like you said. And even heroically, let's say. But the storytelling actually goes... That's not what this is about. Yeah. So you chopped his head off. So you, and if you take it to real life, so, so the only thing I can imagine is like, rev, like revenge. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. you killed my brother. You killed my mother. Mm-hmm. You killed my father. Da, 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 da. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to avenge your death, the Avengers, right? Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like through Thor, we recognize it's like, but if you don't deal with what's going on inside, Mm-hmm. If you don't deal with your mind, if you don't deal with your heart, with your soul, with your spirit, you're going to suffer. Yeah. Yeah. Even though you strike down the giant, the real giant for Thor is inside of him. Mm-hmm. And that's a large part of his character arc, recognizing who am I? Yeah. Am I the god of thunder? Am I Thor, god of hammers? Am I, you know, Loki's brother? Hella's, bro, you know, you know what I'm saying. Who am I really? Mm-hmm. And I think it was great to see a guy who was even not in his best physical state. Which we could talk about that gag of Thor being getting that beard overweight, yeah. video game playing. This is the first time in a little while when we got Chris Hemsworth shirtless, but it was not the one folks were looking for. Because we usually get that, you know, we get a little bit of that, like, cheesecake in uh, Thor Ragnarok and throughout the movies, you know? Uh, is it I know, cheesecake or beefcake? It is a little bit of both. It's I, beef in this cheesecake. Yeah. This is a hamburger cake. Yeah. And I, I, think, uh, I, I think that it plays a fun subversion. They're like, we know what we give you every time, and here it is. Mm-hmm. Dude looks like the Big Lebowski. Yes. Like, he is putting on work. Yes. Yes. <laughs> He's hanging with Cork. He's hanging with Meek. Great. They're playing, this is my only complaint, Fortnite. Why is there a complaint there? Get Fortnite out of this movie. It, you want to play Apex Legends? For me, no, for me, it just ages the movie, right? It puts a date Got on it. it. It's okay. like, bump, stamp. And, okay, uh, fine. So that's my only thing. And also, I'm an uncool person, and I don't understand what teens like. So <laughs> I was like, oh, come on. It's got to be Fortnite. Of course it's Fortnite. Of course it's Fortnite. Yeah, they're yelling at little kids over the headset, playing Fortnite. This is Thor, God of Thunder. You know, that was was funny. He's a mess. Threatening the guy. He's a damn mess. Great. Uh, So let's talk about, you know, the status quo of the the characters. A lot of the characters that we focus on in this movie are the original Avengers, but we also get Nebula tossed in there, and she spent a lot of time with us. Original, Original Avengers are Captain America, Thor, Iron Man, Hulk... Um, Black Widow, Black Widow, Hawkeye, Hawkeye, and is that it? I think, I think that's, that's our, original six. That's our squad. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then we have their supporting cast. You know, the people who have been bigger roles, but have been around for a little while in smaller roles too. Yeah. Nebula's tossed in there, and she's Okoye and Okoye, Rocket, Rocket, Captain Marvel, and I think Rhodey. Oh, and Rhodey and War Machine, of course. And I think the movie does something that is a little risky. It paid off for me because I think I understand the intent, which is it keeps the core group stable and centered and in Mm -hmm. one place, and then it sends a few of the other folks out and about to venture off and do their own thing for a little while. Mm -hmm. Because the movie, to me, the movie is saying all of these characters are here. They're all present. We want to be concerned with our six. Yes. The, the ones who have kind of carried the whole thing on their back mm-hmm. for good or for bad. If you are 
going to this movie to, to see Okoye's adventures, unfortunately, you, you will be disappointed. Yes. Because she doesn't get that much. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's a difficult sacrifice to make because she's an awesome character. She clearly has a huge fan base and following right. from Black Panther, from Infinity War. But this movie is about finality for these six. And that's the, <clears throat> that's the thing. And it makes sense that they focus on that because they are creating a finality for these six. Okoye is not a part of the finality. She is moving She's forward. She's done. Rocket's moving forward. Mm-hmm. You know, fill in the blank with all the rest of the characters. We have a lot more to figure out what's going on mm-hmm. with Bucky and Falcon and, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. Doctor Strange and Black yeah. Panther and Spider-Man. Like, we, we, we're going forward. So it doesn't make sense to make a movie called Endgame and focus on a bunch of characters who are going to spend a lot more time with. Similarly, that's why we don't have teasers at the end for the next movie after the credits, mm-hmm. right? There's a reason why there's not a sneak peek at what's to come because this is about closing the book mm-hmm. and keeping it there for a, a second cool until thing. we get the next thing. And we know this, and what's really good about this is it does feel like the end of a really good series, a really good arc that we read. Yeah. But you're supposed to feel like that when you close it. But the cool thing is, you can just go back to the comic book store and buy another one. Indeed. You know? And it feels like that's what Marvel's doing. It's like, well, we, yeah, we have to end the story. This is this illustrator and this writer's run. This is what they had to say. Now, we're going to go tell another story. Yeah. I wish most comic book events were capable of nailing the ending like, like this movie did. Especially in an event. Yeah. Events. Like, you know, from comics, we don't see many good events. Events turn into just annoying. They're in the way. It's like, give me, give me, give me back the Okoye story. I don't want to, I don't care about what freaking Galactus is doing. Mm -hmm. I don't, Okoye's in Wakanda doing her thing. Like, I don't want to know how did she end up in outer space with a, with a freaking space suit on. Right. Right. You know? So, uh, we'll talk about a little bit of the mechanics and, and, the the big question, right? Everybody has spent a lot of time figuring out how did they reverse time? How did they beat Thanos? How did they bring the people back? Do any of the people come back? Is Black Panther dead for good? You know, that, that sort of stuff that mm-hmm. we have labored over and over. Mm-hmm. And uh, for me, they make a pretty interesting approach. We had an idea about how they were going to do this yep. when we saw Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yeah. And we knew that Ant-Man was stuck in the quantum zone, in the qu- quantum realm, in the quantum realm, mm-hmm. which apparently was not affected by the snap. And Ant-Man comes back, and Ant-Man, we spent a lot of time with, with Scott Lang, mm-hmm. and he's sort of the viewer's eyes as a... What the hell happened? Right. I, I have to put all these pieces together, and I'm just a regular dude, and all the superheroes that I'm hanging out with are incredible, and I'm I'm doing my level best to keep up pace, right? Right. And he's funny. Paul Rudd is great. Mm-hmm. He's definitely at his height. Comedic timing is really good. They, they balance this really well between the misery of him looking for his daughter yes. and the jokes of him eating a taco when the ship lands and mm-hmm. it blows all the taco filling out. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they balance really nicely, which is impressive. And uh, we, I think, got a sense at the end of Ant-Man and the Wasp that the quantum realm would be significant because the mcu doesn't play around these are not accidents right these are put in place as clues yes and indeed that's what we're working with even down to to hank pym's suit mm-hmm. like hank pym's suit when he goes to the quantum realm in ant-man and the wasp is very similar yeah. to the suits that all the avengers wear when they go in time travel mind you just want to point this out here 
Y'all just gonna drop time travel in the MCU like that? Big one. Bang! Hey, by the way, figured it out. Big one. Time travel, and we know from as comic book re- readers, time travel is huge in comic books. We've it's, been messing with this for X Men. I'm looking at you, X Men. We've yeah. been messing with this for a long time. Right. And, and every, this is the first time in the films. And every time, you know, well, at least me, I'm just like, stop messing with time, X Men. <laughs> Stop, stop messing with time. You and the Watcher. No, don't do that again. Leave stop. time alone. Mm-hmm. Stop. Just, oh my gosh. Yeah. And I think what was really cool about the way they introduced time is they were kind of meta about it. They knew exactly what they were doing. They go, time travel. All right. Everybody has their take on time travel. Mm-hmm. We got Back to the Future. We got blah, 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 blah. And they and they they crack a joke about it. They talk about it. They, a whole they, list of movies they it, it incorporate time, cop, time travel. You know what I mean? They yeah. just start. Die Hard. No, that's not one. Yeah. <laughs> and they make good jokes about it. And I was like, this is cool because you're kind of taking the, the you know, taking the piss out of it. Like you're taking the, mm-hmm. oh, so you guys are going to, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to eight mile it. We're going to make fun of ourselves. Mm-hmm. But then I also thought what was interesting was, they go, that's not how time time travel works. And when, you know, Professor Hulk mm-hmm. explains time travel, I don't know about you, but they, he was like, well, this is how time travel works in the MCU. Mm-hmm. And we're like, huh? And the movie goes, right, moving forward. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's kind of like, it, take, it takes all of it out of it. It's like, do you really want to know how time travel works? Here, I'll explain it to you. You didn't understand it, did you? Mm-hmm. All right, let's just go jump through the freaking colorful lights and go time travel. I find it really wise and, and, and a true strength of the film that they don't spend too much time doing the science of this stuff. Because I found right. watching Ant-Man and Wasp, at, at a certain point in time, I was like, I'm, I'm a little tired of the science now. Mm-hmm. And this movie instead is like, here's the science, it's done. We're done. I'm not even going to repeat myself. It works. You are going to accept it. These are the laws that we are creating. Now those things get a little tricky. They get a little slippery. They get a little messy. And when the ancient well see it's interesting about that is because while they kind of do go science 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 got it good let's go mm-hmm. they do use it as a storytelling device mm-hmm. to not only tell this story but prepare the future stories that's right but they do it in a way that goes how it works in the sciencey part not really that important, but understanding that there are rules and you understand the rules enough to get what we're doing, but also understand that there are other things that will be explained later. Did sure. you catch that similar feeling? I felt that. Yeah, I like, felt that. Because even when when the ancient one, Tilda Swinton, mm-hmm. is having the conversation with Bruce Banner, she's breaking down, hey, look, if I give you the time stone, you're going to mess up time. Our timeline is contained because all of the stones are together in this timeline. Mm-hmm. As soon as one stone exits the timeline, things start getting messy because that's like taking the brackets off of the entire thing. Mm-hmm. And it go, it's going to create a dark timeline, an alternative timeline. It's going to make my world shit even if it's fixing yours. Mm-hmm. And so they introduce not just time travel, but the ability to create off, uh, uh, offshoots and multiverse and different paths, mm-hmm. which is key. Right. It, all inside of that chaos, all kinds of things. And, and I think that for me, that is seeding the future of the MCU. I believe that as well. And that's one of those things that right now will go, oh, what, what's Cap doing? And, you know, it's like, but you'll come back to it and go, oh, 
So that's, and they have time to have their writers and their storytellers flesh that out. And they're creating more points to make new stories from. Mm-hmm. And they have an excuse for Loki's got a show. Mm-hmm. Cool. Like, oh yeah. Cause X, Y, Z happened in, in game. All right, cool. Cap and Falcon, WandaVision, like all these other things. And now they can kind of go comics. Mm-hmm. Like they created their version of, it's comics, guys. It's comics. And we can just explain it away. Go time travel. You know what I mean? Up uh, dark timeline. Yeah. Cool. Fair I think enough. that's a perk that that being a comic fan has awarded you and I is because we have enough experience with that. You know, if you pay too much attention to the continuity issues in comic books, physical print comic books, the whole thing comes apart. Right. Well, how's Batman going to be doing this if he's in this realm at this and the world just ended and he's the Joker? How can he do all of these different things? And I think we have been trained in a certain kind of lateral, imaginative thinking that makes it so, yeah, all this stuff happens. It's comics. Yeah. And this movie, for me, in in just enough of a satisfying way, does effectively the same thing. It does, their, but it does the MCU version of it, which is like, we're going to keep it tight, but we're going to create just room for new stories. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. You do understand what we are talking about with time travel. Sure. We get it. Pim particles. But I will say, if you have not seen these prior movies, you're probably in Endgame going, what? I don't believe I don't believe what? Endgame can be enjoyed if you haven't seen the prior I movies. I think you'd just be confused if you haven't seen Infinity War. You, you, could, uh, you could, maybe you would have fun at the spectacle of it all. Yes. But it to me is like reading the final chapter of a book if you didn't read the rest of the book. Yeah. And yeah, you can go on and do that, but I mean, you're doing yourself a disservice. And I understand what I'm suggesting here is you watch dozens and dozens and dozens of hours of prerequisite. That's the kind of thing that I don't think I would normally applaud. I'm about to do that with Game of Thrones. I'm like, like, I'm just going to watch a cram session of Game of Thrones. Give me a couple weeks and I'll tell you if it's worth it. And hop hop in and see was it season seven or eight. This is season eight and it's done. Done, done, done. Season eight, and, and this is a different no, kind but of like, fan you know, base. The, like the 30 minute cram session things. Yeah. Oh, okay. You can just watch it 30 minutes and go, okay, that's what happened sure. in freaking Twin Peaks. Well, what's interesting there is like what, what you would be effectively doing if, if, if you're trying to catch up with season eight uh, of Game of Thrones is we're only two episodes in, but I think you would end up skipping a lot of the stuff that made people fall in love with it, the really high quality stuff. Mm-hmm. So you could get to the end, which isn't that good. Oh, yeah. And that's just one man's opinion, mm-hmm. because I think the 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 finishing act that they're trying to do with this series, it's is different. It's different. I think HBO and whatever storytellers are in charge here are telling a story that is not necessarily the one that I love, but it is giving me all the things that I want, mm-hmm. but in a way that I don't want. It's like it 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 drove me to KB Toys. Ask me what you want. Pulled it off the shelf bought it in front of me, and handed it to me unwrapped with the receipt. Here you go. Uh-huh. I'm like, ah. Now, the opposite of that is what Endgame is doing. Mm-hmm. And what Endgame is doing is it's cherishing all of the things that came before that, all the stuff that it's earned, all of the loyalty, all of that fandom, all the time we spent, and it's wrapping it up and putting a bow on it. And it's giving it to me, and he's like, you remember all that stuff we had? We had a lot of fun. And this is why I think the time travel thing was cool, because they use time travel not to just go, let's go back in time. But they literally use it in a sense to go, 
Remember that time we Let's were in visit New York? all the movies. Remember that time we were in, you know, remember that time we were here? Mm. Wasn't that cool? And go, what, let's go back. Let's just, let's look at old, let's go back into the photo, photo album and just look at old stuff. Yeah. And they use time travel as a way to take us back through these things and really, in a way, say thank you, in a way, go, didn't we have a good time together? Yeah. You know what I mean? Let's take one last look at it. But at the same time, crack jokes, have fun moments, really get down to the heart and the core of who characters are. Captain America had his version. We show Tony- growth as well. Yes. I mean, we get to see Endgame's version of the Hulk try to simulate what the Hulk was like back in 2012 when right. he was wrecking New York. Right. It's hilarious, man. And he sees the Hulk. Ah! Ah! And he's like embarrassed <laughs> by it. And it's like... You, you know, again, I can relate to the whole because, like, oh, yeah, I see this old stuff. Me, I'm like, eee. yeah, and, and even me, wasn't it? You know, a lot of really great shit like uh, Captain America v Captain America. Mm. And you have one Steve Rogers that we're watching who's looking at this young buck, Steve Rogers, and he's like, man, you don't even know. I could do this all day. I, I know. Yeah, I know, yeah, yeah, I know. yeah. Shut yeah. up. Right. You're <laughs> such a golden boy. You haven't even been hurt yet. Right. Like, trust me. Yeah. I've th- been through and, it. And the thing is, this is before, because it, that version of Captain America is before, you know, Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. before Civil War, before Hydra, before all of this stuff, before mm-hmm. all of that, yeah. he's just like, I am America. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And this cap is like, fam, it's like if you could run into the younger version of yourself and go, fam. Yeah. Listen, I get you. I get what you're doing, but <laughs> just relax. What would you say if you ran into the younger version of yourself by like nine years? Listen more than you talk, kid. Yeah. Listen. Rela- okay. Relax. Listen. Focus on what's important. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. It's like, I understand what you think you know, mm-hmm. but you don't know. You're not as smart as you think you are. Yeah. You're not as important as you think you are. What you have to say isn't as intelligent as you think it is. Mm-hmm. Relax. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. take it easy. And I think there's a version of that between Cap and Cap. It's like, yeah. dude, chill out. Right. You know? I'm on a mission here. Yeah. Yeah. And we get so many great opportunities to relive things that we loved, not just in New York with the invasion with with, uh, the first Avengers movie, but also that disruption that occurs in the unbelievably excellent uh, intro to Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm. When you send Nebula and Rhodey to that intro and we hear the music, we're transported, they see the aliens that Quill is kicking around. And then she actually kicks one. Yeah, and then you hear what it sounds like to be there. And his (laughs) bad singing voice is trying to sing that song because he's wearing a Walkman. He's got the music in his ears. Mm -hmm. And then as soon as he turns the corner, wow! They just knock them out. Right. And we just, it's so much fun and it's so silly and somehow manages to compress and get back to the serious point again. Mm-hmm. Right. The, uh, the, the tonal shifts happen, but I think that they happen with enough pacing and enough grace right. that it is not overwhelming. It is not neck breaking. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, we all get together. It culminates in, oh well, no. Don't forget, Thanos is back. Tony Stark. Oh man, Tony Stark interacting with the with, he's with older his than his dad. Yeah, in this time, mm-hmm. and he's actually around when he's about to be born. Mm-hmm. And if you go all the way back to Iron Man one and moving forward, 
this whole relationship with his dad. He never had the opportunity to say certain things. And even I've recently had the opportunity to learn some things about people that I've admired and I have a relationship with, but we don't necessarily see eye to eye. Mm -hmm. And I'm able to learn things about them and kind of go, oh, I didn't know that that's the way you saw it. Oh, you make more sense to me now. Yeah. I can actually sympathize and even empathize with you more and say like, you know what? Like, this isn't what I thought. This isn't as bad as I thought it was. And to see that played out with a character like that, it it created like closure in a lot of ways for this character of Tony Stark. I agree. You know? I think it also highlights the way that Tony was grieving, the unique way he was grieving Mm -hmm. because he was grieving Peter Parker, who in many ways was like a son to him. Yes. And his relationship with his own father, with Howard Stark, was something he never wanted again. And so the idea that he could possibly let down, disappoint, not save his own childlike figure Mm -hmm. is devastating. Mm -hmm. And it also feeds into why he would be so hesitant to join the Avengers and go risk death again. Because now, five years after the snap, he's got a kid of his own. Yeah. Bloodline, yeah, a wife, a family. Mm-hmm. Why in the world would he prioritize anything else other than his family? Because of the relationship, again, with his father. Yeah. But his duty kicks in. Especially in light of the fact of all of the things that he's been through. Mm-hmm. You know? And the fact that he was stranded for 20-some days on a freaking spaceship. Emaciated. Basically. <laughs> like barely Jack al- Skellington. Basically barely alive. Yeah. So when he gets back and they start talking about Let's go for another mission. Tony's, you know, like reasonably like, bro, Mm -hmm. are you kidding? And also a cool payoff of what that is, is like from watching these movies in chronological order, I recognized, oh, Tony low-key hates Steve Rogers. You think he hates him? Not not think. I know. Mm. The story tells you that. Hmm. He says, I've hated you before I even knew you because of how highly his dad always spoke about Steve Rogers. Mm -hmm. This guy, Captain America this, and Captain America that, Captain America this, and Captain America that. So you got to think of this son who has this odd relationship with his dad, Mm -hmm. and his dad is always ranting and raving about this Captain America guy. When you meet Captain America, you kind of size him up and go, this is the freaking dude my dad was was up with this clown. Yeah. You know what I mean? You got no street wisdom. And then, right, and then let alone it's like Captain Naive, Captain America, and you're just like, fam. Relax, you know what I'm saying. And I think good credit to the, the the movies and and what they've established. There's there's some nuance and character texture there because I don't believe that Tony hates Captain America. Not hate. I don't. But mean I do hate. believe that he projects a lot of anguish that he feels for himself and for his father and for his inability to be you know a fulfilling figure in his mm-hmm, dad's mm-hmm. life. And so it's like. If he hates, if he has animosity, all of that is reflection of what you mentioned earlier in Thor. You got deeper things going on, man. Right. Like you, you focus all that on Steve Rogers if you want to, just like Thor focused his axe mm-hmm. on Thanos' head. Mm-hmm. That ain't gonna solve it. That that's not really what it is. Yeah. And I I think that's a credit to the storytelling that's happening in these comic book movies. And you just said it better than I did. That's what I mean when I say he hates. Not literally, I hate you like I hate Thanos. Like, it's like, what I say is they love each other, but they don't like each other. Yeah. Does that make sense? Indeed. Like, you can love family members. I love you, 
but I don't particularly like you. Like he's like, sometimes I just want to punch you in your perfect teeth. Yeah. You know, that's a guy who's like, you get on my they're brothers. They're like, you get on my damn nerves. Mm-hmm. Say put the suit on. You know what I mean? That's a, that's the old Avengers thing. Put the suit on. Let's go a few rounds. Like right. that's that's their relationship. But in this situation, when he does come back and they're saying that, he's like, Yo, bro, you don't listen to me. Like, mm-hmm. I, I told you these things. I just went through all this stuff. You didn't just come from outer space. Right. Now you want to talk about time travel? I got an IV in my arm. Yeah. Like, what are you talking to me about? Yeah. So when they come back around, he's like, I got, I got a family. I got a wife. I'm not doing any of that. But to get that last push from Pepper, mm-hmm. I think that's the thing that takes Tony over, over the edge to kind of go, okay. Yeah. Let's that, figure this out. That key exchange from Pepper in which Pepper asks, you know, you might be able to go to bed, but are you going to be able to rest? Yeah. And and that's that's a big part. Tony knows. Tony knows that it's more than just that arc reactor that's driving him. There's more than just that. There's something below that, deeper than that. And he knows full well that he's got to be a part of it. He's got to be a hero. He, in many ways, kind of started this mess as yeah. the first... I'm using quotations here, like superhuman, superhero, mm-hmm. beyond belief. And, um, you know, he, he's got to end it as well, whether he wants to or not. Yeah. So um, there are so many things that I want to talk about. They're like in, in my mind, just shouting at each other. Like, I want to talk about how Steve Rogers says, Hail Hydra. And I died. I thought it was no, amazing. We could I'll, just, let's just talk about that. Yeah. That was a great, great, Payoff mm-hmm. for us specifically. Yeah. We looked at each other like, ah, ah, he did it. Like, and I don't even know if ever, because we specifically had an issue, an episode on the podcast. All about that. Where we talked about that and how, like, there might be a reason and let him tell the story. And, like, you don't know why he would say that. What's the whole point? He would never say that. Well, they just created a situation right here where. This is why he said it. It was it was this like expert troll. Yes, you know, and I just I loved it. I ate it up because we're we're all sitting there going, "Oh, they're going to do the fight again. Mm-hmm. They're going to the do elevator. the elevator fight. Woo. Okay, cool. We're going to have that moment again." And it's like, "No, no, no. It's okay." Hail Hydra. That was because that's in Avengers one. <sighs> That was a brilliant reversal. Bro. Because they, all of that context, all that environment, oh, they're going to do the fight. This is dope. Rumlow's there. You know, mm-hmm. they're going to do the whole thing in the elevator. Yeah. And for it to be dissolved like that. <laughs> he just walks oh. off with it. But he does have a fight. Mm-hmm. And the fight is the fight with young Cap. Himself. Cool, man. Yeah. It was dope. very cool. Yes. Um, there are, you know, there were a lot of moments with Cap in particular that really just blew me away. Yeah. And if we just fast forward a little well, bit. We, I know where you're going. Yeah, you know. But let's 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 figure let's talk about how we get there. Okay. How do you feel about in the beginning of the movie? And I was like, I think I leaned over to Ken and I was like, what are we, five, ten minutes in? They just slice Thanos' head off. Just like that. You know what I mean? And, and, Roll credits. Yeah, and it's like, well, this is a three-hour movie, and 10 minutes in, they just killed Thanos. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Surprising. Yes, and that's what I wanted. I was like, okay, what is going to happen now? Because you just took all the air out of everyone's theory. Oh, well, they're going to do this and that. It's like, all right, now I'm at your will. Like, now tell me the story. Mm-hmm. And I think that's cool storytelling. It's like, now you relax, sit back. Now I'm going to tell you the story of Endgame. Mm-hmm. I know you thought you knew what it was. Now we just killed the big bad from the last movie. You ready to listen now? Mm-hmm. Okay, let's go. Again, a really brilliant example of a reversal because in Infinity War, we saw what it looked like when they were 
inches away from stopping Thanos when they were on what were they they, they were on Titan Titan and they you know you got uh, Mantis on his back you got Spider-Man and Iron Man pulling off the glove barely got it off right you, you almost you, got it off they were just so close and we know what it looks like to be in that position where they got the upper hand this is it that's it right yep, yep. and we know how that ended Badly. Mm-hmm. We know that it didn't come uh, into their favor. Mm-hmm. And so here we are in almost the identical situation where you have that same team showing up and it looks like they've got all that leverage. And this time they don't even need to deal with any of the Infinity Stones. Right. But look, we saw what happened in Infinity. <gasps> His head's off. Mm. So this whole time I'm expecting, well, obviously it's not going to end like this. There's a trap. But something's going to happen. I think the movie establishes really quickly and really smartly, it's not about killing Thanos. Obviously, right. that's a component. That is, is obvious that's a component, but it's not about that. This whole Infinity Saga is not about killing Thanos. Mm-hmm. That's not what the past 11 years has been about. This right. hasn't been building up to, let's kill the biggest bad of the big bad boss. Yeah. It's about these people. Yeah, You know? It's about them working together. And then that, that title card that comes up slowly, five years later, were you expecting that? I expect five years late. That's a long what? time. Yeah, that's a long time. To, and you know, you got to. And again, it's like, let's it all settle in. Like we 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 did it. Mm-hmm. It really puts them all in the mindset of like, is that what we're about? Mm-hmm. Is that what the even even Natasha's like? If I don't do this, what do I do? Yeah. If I don't do this, who does this? Yeah. You know, who am I? What 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 am I about? Well, like what. What do I represent now at this point? She doesn't have a family. She doesn't have a husband. She doesn't have kids. She can't have kids. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like She's not readily employable. I don't know uh, what kind of job she'd be looking for right now. Right. Probably not going to qualify with her assassin skills. Yeah. Yeah. You know? She's and, in a rut. And Clint, you know, Clint, his family got snapped. So he's out here just... His family got snapped and he snapped. Snapping. Yeah. Just killing all folks. <laughs> I, I appreciate the fact that he turned into a character that we know from the comics known as Ronan. Ronan. Mm-hmm. They can't call him that in the movie because we got a Ronan up in space. Right. <laughs> so they can't right. have these two Ronins. But uh, uh, yeah, Clint Clint snaps, cusses his hair, gets some tattoos. He goes through it, starts, you know, murking folks. I guess the idea th- behind Ronan is an interesting one that really doesn't get explained. Lord. Hmm. It's really just kind of like dropped on the table, looked at briefly, and he then lost moved it. on. Uh, but it seems that he is disagreeing with the fact that 50% of the, the universe disappeared. So how come some of these bad guys still exist? You deserve to be to be gone. He's taking the Punisher line. You're basically, the one. Basically. You're the one that should have gone. Basically. My family went. You're the one that should have gone. Because they're gone and you're still here. So now you, you get, they got Thanos, you get me. And that's an interesting aspect. And I, I appreciate that. I, I think he, he gets the short straw because we really don't go anywhere with that mm-hmm. other than Clint is in crisis. That's it. Clint is in crisis. Yeah. So the way we actually move forward past all of this stuff is Nebula... Still has this data in her head, Mm. you know? So it's almost like Nebula becomes this pathway to the future, Mm -hmm. which comic books. Sure, comics. You know? Right. Movies. Right. If you think about it too long, you're like, wait, but if she's in the past, 
Who's? How does she have whatever? Don't don't. I'm, I, I'm saying don't. I'll look, take it. Don't look at it. it. Treat it like it's the sun. I'll Do take not it. stare at that. And that's the I didn't in the movie. I wouldn't even think about it. I'm like whatever, cool. Mm-hmm. And even now, I'm just like sure I buy it because it's because it creates the world where it's like comics guys, movies guys, science sci-fi guys, whatever. This is how it works. Yeah. So in that we have this whole young Nebula versus old Nebula. Mm-hmm. And we get more insight on what Nebula's relationship with Thanos is. Mm-hmm. This whole idea of even in, it's like this really abusive, really, really terribly abusive relationship, mm-hmm. you know, of like, even in all of the horrible things you're putting me through, I'm still trying to impress you. Yeah. I'm still trying to win you over. Yeah. And again, the idea of this older version of you talking to a younger version going, you don't have to go through this. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do this. This is what you want to do. But the younger version fights the older version and basically switches places. That's right. Comes back. We get the old switcheroo. Is it, are you the good one? Or are you the evil one? Right. Mm-hmm. Comes back to the future mm-hmm. with the team and basically time travels in Thanos and his giant ship. That's right. Delivers all of them from the past into the future. Yes. So now all the stones are in one place. Thanos just needs to come and pluck it out of somebody's hand. Right. And the whole point was they they disseminated all these guys via time travel mm-hmm. to get the stones. And in the process, Clint and Natasha have this tough situation in Vormir of like, who's going to go? How did that work for you? Uh, I thought it was emotional. I felt it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I got what they were doing, but at the same time, I was kind of like in the scene. I was like, "How are they going to do this?" Yeah, you know I, what I mean. I, is I there was, a trick? Is there? Is there? A, is there a? Is someone going to go here? I'm like, "What's? Are they going to figure out? It doesn't have to happen that way." I was wondering, are yeah. they going to outsmart Vormir, a soul for a soul, a sacrifice in order to get the stone? I, I thought maybe that was the path that they were going on, and I did chuckle a little bit when they start that scene because you have Hawkeye and Black Widow going to Vormir two people and the last time we saw two people visit Vormir one mm-hmm. of them had to die mm-hmm. and so I'm laughing to myself thinking well it's going to be the two least popular characters <laughs> it's like, you know yeah, you're not going like, to send Cap and Tony there <laughs> so there's, there is like a, a kind of a funny meta element here because they send the two least popular characters everybody got problems with one of them for some reason they, they sort of lack consistent characterization that's just kind of part of their character and then these two quite literally quarrel over committing suicide <laughs> which one of us is going over the cliff and when i when i got beyond that i thought oh this is strange i have emotions toward these characters that i've never really cared about and the sacrifice that they're going to make in comic book reality is tremendous is I know how this is going to work. I'm going to sacrifice myself. So the rest of the team, presumably, is going to succeed without me. And I thought, well, it's absolutely mental that Hawkeye would try to do this because he is fighting to get his family back. So if he believes that they're fighting for a worthy cause and they can get all the snapped victims back, there's no way he's going over. And that ends up being a really tense fight well, you think, yeah, indeed, he's going over. And at the very last moment, Black Widow saves him in a situation in which he's he's the only one who can survive. And she drops. And it's interesting because that scene was- I cared very, about it. Yeah, it was very gadgety. Yes. You know, it flipped to like three or four different times. Yeah. So what they did do is when you're kind of like, oh, okay, 
it kind of it kept you off balance. I'm like, whoa, whoa, wait, what's what's you know what? So it kind of discombobulates you for a moment, mm-hmm. and you're kind of just in the scene, and then it slows down, like mm-hmm. abruptly. Yeah, and it's just like it's it quiet, and it's like it's okay. And I'm like, dang, this is this sucks. Nat falls to her death. Yeah, Hawkeye wakes up in the pool of water, and he has the soul stone. Mm. And then he comes back, and no Natalie. Yeah. Or no Natasha, I should say. And they have this whole conversation about how she's not coming back and how it, it. and you know. This is Marvel saying, yeah, she's dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's dead. But the whole point is she's got a movie coming out. Supposedly. Supposedly. This is one of those movies that's been batted around forever. But we, they, they, you know, I've, you know. We see. The internet said. That's right. That it's, it's confirmed. But who knows? We'll see when we, you know, get a date on the calendar and it says. Mm-hmm. But we do know that there's going to be a Hawkeye Kate Bishop TV show. That's right. So. Yeah. Which that's I'm very excited as well. That. Yeah. So when they, when they get here and, you know, they got all the stones and they put all the stones in this Iron Man glove thing. It's like, all right someone's got to wear this glove. And that was a very interesting part too of like everyone kind of fighting for like this heroic moment and all the different people's motivations yeah. for why they feel like they should do it. Yeah. You know, and Thor being like, just let me do something right. Because he's been a failure for a long time. He's been kind of resting on his Lost laurels. his mom. Yeah. Lost his dad. Lost yeah. his brother. Lost to Hela. Lost himself. Lo- freaking lost uh, Asgard. Yeah. Lo- you know what I mean? Lost his best friend. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. lo- Jane Foster is gone, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lost his hammer. You know what I mean? Like, Indeed. what is what is he left? Like, God of Beers? Right. Yeah. You know? God of Beer Guts is what he was. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, let's break down the objectives now. Now that we have gotten all of the Infinity Stones and we've put them into this... Uh, wild Iron Man glove. The objective is snap that again. And I guess you you basically make a wish, a very specific wish. You snap that again to bring all of the snapped victims, the, the vanished back, and to maintain the stones so they can be returned ultimately to exactly in the timeline where they were taken. So we don't have any branching alternate dark timelines. However... Low key, ain't nothing but branching dark timelines and all of this stuff. Yeah. Because not one of those things went down the way they were supposed to. Nope. None of them. Yep. They all went wrong. Yep. You know, Matt died in the one situation. Loki bounced off with the space stone. (laughs) With the Tesseract. Yeah. In 90, in 2000, what, 12, 13, 14? 2012, which forced them to go all the way back to the 70s to steal it from the army base. Yeah. So, boom, boom. Yeah. Them two joints that are off mm-hmm. Thor when he's at Asgard he calls Mjolnir back mm-hmm. so Thor in that time just lost his hammer yeah you know what I'm so all of those things are don't mess with time when you go back in time all you do is mess with time it definitely time. opens up infinite doorways to different kind of stories that we don't even know about right because while the ancient one says here's how the timeline works it's entirely possible that basically she is laying down there is logic to this and if you mess with it then timeline gets crazy Bruce's like yeah yeah we won't mess with it all they do is mess with it yeah you know moving forward that's right that's right and we do know that one of the projects coming down the line in the future is the Eternals. And the Eternals are mm-hmm. connected to the Celestials and these like universe caretakers. They mm-hmm. take care of all existence. Mm-hmm. And I bet you anything they're going to show up and be like, did y'all just mess Yo, with what the y'all, hammer? Yo, what y'all doing? Can what y'all please? doing? Put the hammer back. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, cut it out. And I think that's that's one of the things that we could see down the line. Mm-hmm. So now we have all the stones in the Iron Man uh, uh, glove. The person who decides that he's going to put on the glove is Hulk mm-hmm. because he's big and tough and he senses that there's some gamma radiation. Mm-hmm. Comic books. Yes. And, uh, and unfortunately, Thanos is through now. Thanos is in... What year is it? 2024, since it was five years in the future or whatever, right? So we're like, this is it. Thanos says, all right, all the heroes are down there and the gloves down there. Bomb it. Just firebomb the thing. Blows up all of the Avengers headquarters. And we have now. Well, hold on. Hulk snaps. He does. He does snap Mm -hmm. and he does snap to bring everybody, bring everybody back. Yeah. And it seems like at this point in the movie, it worked. Mm-hmm. People that's did right. come back. That's right. Because you know? Clint gets a phone call from his wife. Right. Yeah. So that's important. Yeah. But as soon as it happens, Thanos is like, uh, take heat, these niggas up. And then just, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just like drops bombs on them, you know? It just, yeah. <laughs> just destroys. It's just like, as soon as, soon as Ant Man goes, hey, I think it worked. Kaboom. And <laughs> in that moment, I was like, whoa. It was, very visually like they did. Yeah. Yeah, you know I mean, I'm like, so what are we gonna have to go back in time again? Like, I hadn't there's not there's no part of me that's like, everyone survived that. Yeah. I was like, maybe Ant Man got super small and he survived. Basically. You know? Thanos and, is up in his dreadnought saying, Miss me with that bullshit. <laughs> you know it's not mean? a gang banger, use a tourist. It just destroyed everybody. <laughs> yeah. And that just sparks off, I think about like an hour of Battle. Just fisticuffs. And just the most satisfying, easy to follow. Action is Mm -hmm. massive and overwhelming, but somehow there's a narrative line and you can see what's going on at any given time. Yeah. And some of the most incredible cheers from our audience and just like gut reactions. That gets to the part that I was trying to get to earlier, but jumping the gun on with Mjolnir. Fam. Snapping into Steve Rogers' hands. Fam. We've been waiting. Yo. First of all, I... The one positive from Ultron. That was the, like, one positive from Ultron. Yeah. And it happened. He barely moved it. And and to me, that was like, that's cool. It's a funny game. You know what I'm saying? Cool. Like, it was like, "Eh." it's like a barely, like a slight screech. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But watching all the movies, the whole thing is... That's Cap's whole thing. He's this unreasonably genuine, pure of heart, pure, like, uh, like almost ignorant, you know, imi- like naive in his. Well, one life shouldn't go for all of them. You're like, mm-hmm. but but it should. It's mm-hmm. like Boy Scout, and it paid off. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because he could lift Mule there. Because when I saw. The hammer lift a little bit. I was like, "Oh, maybe a store call, a store calling it." Mm-hmm. I did not think that Steve was picking it up. Mm-hmm. And when it hit Thanos, I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, because I don't respond. I yeah, scream. I don't respond like that often. Yeah. yeah. But it was earned. Yeah. I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. He's he got the hat. 
Watching him, go, watching him go to town with that was just unbelievable. It was oh unbelievable because it was showing us something that we just dreamed about but didn't think it was ever going to happen. <sighs> and it was making a confirmation. We talk about this stuff all the time as comic book fans. Who could beat who? Wolverine versus Deadpool. Do you think Wolverine is worthy to hold me on there? No, because he's done all this stuff. and da, da, da. Mm-hmm. Do you think Steve Rogers is worthy? Mm-hmm. No, because it's more about being a god. That's about worthiness. Mm-hmm. And this movie says, mm-mm. Steve Rogers is worthy. That that word with a capital W is meaningful. Mm. It means something to the fans. It means something to the laws of the films. Mm. And then we just watch him work. Yo, like vibranium shield, hammer. And I'm talking about you 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 remember Killer Instinct Instinct? Mm-hmm. Boom, 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 boom. Killer combo. Like, yo, the combo he unleashes and then he calls down at the bah! I'm like. I'm finna, and that's the part where Ken's like, I almost threw my water at the screen. <laughs> I was like, I, I was like, I feel like I need to stand up. Yeah, you know what I mean. I don't and know just, if time slowed down or what, but I felt like during that battle, and especially beginning with that moment, I felt like the movie theater was nonstop applause for forty minutes. Yes, you know. It was just like nonstop between the, uh, Steve Rogers handling Mjolnir and every single character getting their hands and all the characters showing up through the sling ring and Spider-Man Yo, coming back and Wakanda representing. Let me tell you something. I, uh, let me tell you something. I cried multiple times in this movie. Yeah. I te- and I'm not talking about Boo Who cried, but it definitely was close. Mm-hmm. And... When I saw it, because in the fight, what's happening is at that moment, the the three are there, you know, Captain like Thor, Captain America, Iron Man. And they're like, let's get busy on this dude. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Thor calls down the thunders, freaking beard braids somehow. Mm-hmm. And you yeah. know what I mean? I'm like, let's go overweight, Thor. Let's get busy. Yeah. And when they're doing this fight, they're not winning. You know what I mean? Like, they're giving it everything they got, but it's still very difficult, you know? The fight is going rough. And when I saw those sling ring portals open, I got oddly emotional. Yeah. And I saw Black Panther, Shuri, and Okoye walk through. That was one thing. But it was so oddly emotional when you see... All of these people from t- 11 years of your life, you see all of the people from um, Doctor Strange and, and all those cats, and then Wakandans are coming through, and then Asgard, new Asgard is coming through, mm-hmm. and then Valkyrie's on the, the like the freaking, what's, what's that? Pegasus. The Pegasus. I was like, yo, I'm about to lose it. This and is what's so the, much. And what's the line when they show up right next to Cap? Bro. He's like, Avengers. And this is so stupid in one sense. It's like, Avengers Assemble is a comic book thing. Yeah. But in that moment, it's just like, it's so earned. Yeah. When they say Assemble, I'm like, bro. Yeah, I wept. (sighs) I did. Crying. Yeah. Crying at that moment. Gigantic, gigantic man. (laughs) You know what I mean? Giant man. Stomping on stuff. Even even the level Bro. of detail too. When the sling rings show up, and you have uh, the line that's that's spoken to Cap when they first come up, mm-hmm. and that line is on your left, 
Yeah. Hey. <laughs> from Winter Soldier. Yeah, yeah. Every yeah, time yeah, he yeah, passed yeah. Sam. Yeah. I'm just, you know, that level of detail is really important. Yes. And then you just have this all out brawl that you can follow. Yeah. And then when Spider Man shows up to talk to Tony and they hug each mm-hmm. other, cried at that point too. Yep. Got super emotional there. Yep. And then the part where all of the ladies. Rescue Pepper Potts shows up. Mm-hmm. She's in a suit, mm-hmm. and then you know uh, what else? Um, Wanda. Mm-hmm. She's going up against. I loved. I love that they gave Wanda the chance because I've I've always been a fan of Scarlet Witch in the comics, and I think that she she never really got the chance to shine in the movies. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's gotten tossed around like in, in Ultron. She had an accent. They dropped it. Yeah, you know, like she is in the comic books anyway. One of the most powerful mutants, right? Ever, right? You know, don't really have the chance to leverage that in the movies because what makes sense wouldn't be fair. But they let her go ham. They let her go ham, and it was great to watch that. The in the, but it's not even just that. I don't know if you peeped. It was like an all woman assault. I so this was one of the one parts of the movie that I did not like um, because I I mentioned earlier it, the movie was giving me things that I wanted, mm-hmm. but it was doing it in a really respectful, graceful, tasteful way. Mm-hmm. It was doing it in a great way. And it's not that that was sacrificed during the one scene in which they show all of the women of Marvel. But the problem that I have is I think that sentiment of all the ladies show up belongs in the late 90s with the Spice Girls. Girl power, here they are. I think the sentiment I would have liked to see is they are right next to all the Avengers. They are right along with the the headlining heroes. They belong on the front line and they are whooping ass individually. What I didn't want was like, and this is the girls. And that's what I felt. And it was one of the few missteps for me from the movie, that that one part where it is so dope to see them and I'm so glad they're all here. And is she on a Pegasus? This is a me- She's got the armor on, rescue. All that stuff was great. Yeah. But the way that it was presented for me felt especially pandering and not not what I wanted. I wanted Okoye to be fighting side by side with the Panther. And I was, it's not I, like I, they I, feel like I saw that too. I, I, I saw, saw that, that happen too. I saw that, but I know what they were doing. I thought it was dope. Me personally. Yeah. I would like to hear what some other ladies have to say. Yeah. You know, how that how did that moment affect you? Because seeing a bunch of dudes go fight, we see that all the time. Yeah, sure. You know what I'm saying? But that's why I'm saying that I don't think they need to be kept in their own stable. But it wasn't. So it they was, were it was, all they were all in the same shot on purpose. Yes. And it was Marvel saying, these are the women of Marvel. And for me, it's like, dope, got that. I want to see the women with everybody else because that's where they belong. They belong with everybody else. I see that. So um, it's a fine line, I believe, because it is a fine line between highlighting the, the real talent and, uh, of of this cast of characters, the real love that's there, mm-hmm. the real abilities, uh, and also making sure that they are positioned in the right places. It, it's a weird thing. I would I don't know if it's a nitpick per se, but it was one of the one things where my eye went up. I was like, mm, yeah, I don't know. But you know, this happened so fast, and the action was so satisfying. And then I'm watching Valkyrie just do her damn thing, and I'm like, okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, we think, good, and we get and we get really cool moments when they basically have the big 
you know, game of rugby yeah. with, with with the gauntlet. Where have we seen that before? Justice League. Yeah. The very beginning of Justice League. And, you know, we got to see the Amazons doing that with mm-hmm. that, uh, the mother box. Yeah. But in this one, it was just, it's different. Everything had meaning. Yeah. Spider-Man got it. Black Panther got Insta-kill. it. Insta-kill. He turned on the Insta-kill. Yeah. That's cool. It's like, should I, should I, should I activate Insta-kill? It's like, no, stop. Like, all right, let's do it now. Now we, now we do this. Wow. Spider-Man had it. Valkyrie had it. Black Panther had it. Um, uh, and then Sam Wilson got some dope moves. Yes, but stabbing it, folks. And we're seeing that it doesn't seem it's coming together. I completely forgot about Captain Marvel. Yeah. I forgot <laughs> I forgot I forgot that she was even a part of the, the, the movie. Yeah. You know? She was conveniently just like, look, and she makes got, a very good point. I got stuff to do. She made a very good point. There are a lot of planets out here in the universe that don't have Avengers. Mm-hmm. So I need to get busy. Which also creates a lot of room for us again. Yeah. It's creak it's cracking a door open, going, Hey, more story there. Yeah. You know? And um and she shows up and she just, shows up, just destroys the whole freaking ship, mm. gets busy, and then, you know, she basically faces off with, with Thanos. Love it. And there's a cool moment. Well, they have a little back and forth, and Thanos headbutts her and she doesn't even move yeah. <laughs> and just looks at her like, What's up? What's up? You know what I mean? I'm Doesn't like, even register. I was like, yo. It, it does a great job of illustrating what she's about. Yeah. It's, she's just pure power. And what she's able to do. Yeah. And I think we got a little bit more of her personality in this movie than we did in the actual Captain Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. But also, we're freaking how many years later? That's right. We saw the new haircut. The, yeah. The haircut from the car, the comics. That's right. So that was cool, too. Yeah. Um And... We ultimately come to this point where, you know, Thanos is thrashing Cap, smashing him, and we see the vibranium shield is breaking apart bit by bit. Um, And we're having this game of, like, keep away with the gauntlet to figure out who's going to put it on. Because in all those situations, I think I have to assume there's a part of it that's like, is Captain America going to put it on? Yeah. Is Black Panther going to put it on? You know, who's going to wear this this gauntlet? Mm-hmm. And obviously, the Thanos isn't going to get it again. Mm-hmm. And he does get it. He tries to put it on and almost doesn't, almost, you know, so all of this is kind of like, oh my gosh, let's conclude this. And he does get it on. He snaps his fingers. And, but the, here's the cool thing. Dr. Strange, who's doing his thing off on the side, he holds up the one finger. Yeah. To Iron Man, you know, there's one way that this works. Yeah. If I tell you what happens, it won't happen. Yeah. And when Tony runs up to him, tries to take it off his glove, he snaps his fingers, and you're like, "Well, how are they gonna handle this? You know, what are they gonna?" Cool, because the whole time I don't know what's happening. I don't. Mm-hmm. It's not like, "Oh, here's what's gonna happen," just mm-hmm. like in the comics. Yeah. Yo. He has the audacity. I am inevitable. Snaps his fingers. Nothing. And then we got Tony, and we see the the stones falling into place on his hand. Yeah. And he goes, "I am Iron Man," and snaps the fingers, bro. I was like, "This is this is amazing. Yeah. This is amazing." It was amazing. All to the point. Where this dude, it, we see them dust away, we see them go, and Iron Man, in the snapping of his fingers, you recognize that he's going to defeat him, but you also feel this moment of, I think this dude's going to die. It was a damn near killed Thanos, damn near killed Hulk. Yeah. 
And what's it going to do to Tony Stark? He's just a guy in a suit. Right. Which goes back all the way to the beginning of He's a man. Full Circle. This is not, this is a man in a suit. Yeah. You know, this is not a god. This is not this or that. This is not a dude with gamma radiation. You know, this is a man in a suit. Yeah. And <laughs> lo and behold, took him out. He has uh, a, a few moments that he gets to share with Peter Parker. With the rest of the heroes who know what that sacrifice was, and with his wife, right, who says, "We're going to be all right. We're safe now. You can rest." <sighs> Cried there too. Dag. Yeah. So when we spend the rest of the movie, you know, we have a funeral for Tony. Mm-hmm. It's you know, it's moving to see that that arc reactor proof that Tony has a heart. I love that line wow. from previous movies. Callback. They, they put it out on the water, and you see the whole cast, and they're donned in black. Mm-hmm. And then you, I mean, people that I didn't even recognize. Mm-hmm. Who's that kid? Oh, that's the kid from Iron Man Three mm-hmm. that Tony spent time with. And you see uh, Captain Marvel, and, and she's standing at the at the cabin. And who walks out but Nick Fury. Mm-hmm. Nick Fury's out there now. And, you know, this is the whole crew. And they're saying goodbye. And together for the last time. Yeah. For a while, anyway. Yeah. And then you have Steve Rogers says, I'm going to be the one. We know what we have to do. Right. We have to take these stones back. Tony made his sacrifice. I'm going to take this hammer with me. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to return them where they need to go. And when he's supposed to come back, he doesn't return. And the camera pans, and Sam Wilson notices someone sitting over by the lake, and Steve decided to alter the timeline and live with Peggy. Yeah. And just like, get life. Listen to what Tony said. Live a little. Live your life. Right. And he lived his life. So he grows old. I don't know how the super soldier serum works. I have no idea what's working here. But like, he grows old and decides to pass the shield to Sam. Another question that we wondered. Who Who's, gets it? Who's yeah, Cap? Is it Captain America Sam Wilson or is it Bucky as Cap? And even the point where Sam looks at Bucky and Bucky's like, go, yeah, go ahead. You know? Mm-hmm. And you got to know that the Russo brothers filmed both versions. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. Like, just so they didn't know what was what. Yeah. It's cool, man. It was really cool. So the movie for me, immensely satisfying. In ways that I didn't expect it to be. Yeah. Um, and on the on the whole, even even if there are little pieces to nitpick or things that didn't satisfy me in a moment, just all of it wrapped up in one was was so emotional, was so personally fulfilling. Yeah. And I had so much fun in the theater. Uh, I I can't think of I can't think of a, a better grade to give this film because I just. I, I think the odds were against it. In spite of all the resources that they have, they have mm-hmm. infinite resources. Do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. No one's more powerful than Marvel making these films, but uh, I, I didn't think it could do it, and it did. Yep. And here we are. Mm-hmm. So, all that good stuff. I do wonder: Are there any parts of the movie that let you down? I mean, it, not that I can think of, man. Yeah. You know, what I mean, I had such a great time. I really, it's in, it's in, like, I'm ready to give it a letter grade. It's an A for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think it's different in the sense of, like, I'm not only giving this movie an A, but I'm giving the Marvel Cinematic Universe an A. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, because it is, it's almost like giving it, it's weird. It's like a 
movie series. You know what I'm saying? It's like a TV show. It's like a TV show. Yeah. It's like the entire series ended, and I give the series an A. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like each... It's like, a, it's like an arc. Oh, what's your favorite arc of the Avengers? What's your favorite Batman arc? Oh, yeah. this one. Yeah. You know? It's hard to go, well, which is your favorite issue? And you're like, well, it's a whole story. It's yeah. hard to pick out one issue and go, this is the best one. Yeah, and the, the, I think the MCU has Now, really, looking back on it now. The MCU has really pioneered a new, strange form of entertainment because these are movies. Yes, indeed. They're not TV shows. They're not comic books, but they operate in a certain order, in a certain sequence. They, they form a different kind of fabric, a different kind of entertainment that makes it difficult to say all the laws of movie making apply in the same way here. They don't necessarily. You know, it does a lot of things that in other movies, I'd be like, they didn't spend enough time building up the character. Not but in this. this, this not this. It's it's a different situation. Yeah. It really is a different situation. In that way, I think is incredible because yeah. I haven't seen it before, and now that I've seen it, mm -hmm. I'm pretty blown away by it. And I think what happens ten years, fifteen years, twenty years down the line when someone tries to make another movie universe like this with a more precise vision. And you have a, a more consistent experience across mm -hmm. all of the films. Because the MCU, you better believe when they started Iron Man in 2008. We know. We know they didn't have. No. They didn't know that this was going to happen. But they, they did their level best. You right. know? They, did, they did their damnedest to keep it all connected. And they did an excellent job. I have to give this movie an A. Yeah. I have to give this movie an A. Yeah. It moved me. The internet, we want to know what you give it. Yeah. Hopefully you didn't make it to this part in the podcast and you're like, I should go see Endgame. Like, yeah. if you did, that's the way you choose to experience it. But we loved it. We give it an A. What do you give it? Hit us up at Octavius A. Newman, at Adam Tedris, at Comic Book Junto on Twitter. Let us know what your thoughts of the movie are. Let us know what letter grade you give it. This has been great. Yeah. And I, I want to say too, you know, in the in the climate of how we talk about media, movies, video games, books, it could be easy, and I mean easy, to nitpick this thing apart, pull yeah. things off of off of its bones, yeah. and to say this doesn't make sense, that didn't work. I don't think that is is how it should have happened. Mm -hmm. I am choosing because of what the movie has earned, because of the quality and entertainment factor. I am choosing not to spend time there because mm -hmm. it did so much for me. Yeah, no. and I feel like I would have to do work to do that because I'm just not, I'm not there. <clears throat> Excuse yeah. me. I'm not there. Yeah. Like it would have to be someone else to come outside of me mm -hmm. to kind of go, what about that part? And I'd go, oh, huh. I had a good time. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm not even thinking about that because yeah. I, like you're like, is there anything you don't like? I'm like, not really. I mean, I'm, I think they did a great job of closing a thing mm -hmm. and low-key starting a new thing in the undercurrent. Yeah. You know? And yeah. I think that's a really clever way to end something. Mm -hmm. And like I've said before, there are still questions I have in the sense of, I could have dessert, but I'm full mm -hmm. from the entree. Like, I don't need dessert. I don't need all those answers. Yeah. I'm satisfied enough. Where's Loki? Mm -hmm. Cap left with Mjolnir, Mjolnir and came back with a shield. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. You know, it's, but it's, I don't know. How need come to, they didn't have a funeral for Nat? I, I'm not, I don't, I don't need to know all of that stuff. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. And Disney Plus is coming. And best believe that in, you know, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, 
WandaVision, you know, whatever this Hawkeye Kate Bishop thing is, yeah. and these what if comics and all the rest of the stuff that they're Howard doing. Howard the on, Duck, baby. Howard the Duck and yeah. Modoc. Like, they'll they'll address it. Like mm-hmm. we'll get there. But the cool thing is we're gonna find out where Loki is because he has a show coming on Disney Plus. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you don't need all of those answers to enjoy this and close the book, but they're smart in the sense of going, but if you want to know where Mjolnir is, yeah. we'll tell you. Yeah. Over the next X amount of seasons on Disney Plus, come subscribe. Smart. You got us. Very smart. I'm down. Very smart. Internet, tell us what your thoughts are. Mm-hmm. I got to get out of here. Indeed. Indeed. That's our review for Marvel's 22nd film and the end of the Infinity Saga. Avengers Endgame. Let us know your thoughts. For Adam J. Tedderis and Octavius A. Newman, we love y'all. Until next time, peace. <laughs>